Oh, I didn't even introduce you all. Sorry. Bria, Simone from Roll Call Podcast, and then Lex and Steph <laughs> from the Chasing Childhood Podcast. Hello. And we're all in the girls' room. Hey! <laughs> yes. I like eggs. I have an attitude problem. <laughs> good. everything 90s podcast this is episode 44 part three of the 90s versus 2000s series where two decades go head to head to determine which one gave us the best tv show theme songs rom-coms toys and gadgets anime and music collabs and the category for today is toys and gadgets Uh, but before we get started i just wanted to welcome any new listeners out there listening thank you for stopping by My name is Shalina, and I created Everything 90s Podcast to invite fellow 90s kids to join me on nostalgic trips down memory lane, and you can connect with me on Instagram at Everything 90s Podcast. So, as I mentioned, this is part three of my series, and the theme is Toys and Gadgets, and representing Team 90s are Bria and Simone from the Roll Call Podcast. Welcome. So happy to be here, Shalina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Of course. And representing Team 2000s are Steph and Lex from the Chasing Childhood Podcast. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Hey. hey. <laughs> Super pumped. Thank you for both of you for being on the show as well. Thanks for having us. Super excited. So a recap of how this series works is there will be five rounds where the two teams will present their arguments in the hopes of convincing you, the listeners, to vote for their decade at the end of the show using the link in the show notes. And their arguments will be in the form of presenting a toy or gadget from their decade to go against one another. So for example, Polly Pocket versus Mycene Dolls. And after each round, there will be a free period This is where both teams will have the opportunity to respond to one another, and though rebuttals are welcome, the purpose of this segment is to share any fond memories, fun facts, or compliments for the opposing team. Are we ready? Love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who's going first? How does that work? All right, so we'll start with our opening statements, and I'll... You know what? I'll change it up a bit because the first two episodes, Team 90s went first for their opening statements. So I'll allow Team 2000s to go first for their opening statements. No pressure. No No pressure. pressure. No pressure. All right. This is uh, going to be fun. So, okay. So while toys from the 90s were super fun and innovative in their own right, we firmly believe that the 2000s ushered in sort of a new and improved era of like digital and interactive gameplay. So basically the 90s walked so the 2000s could run and then fly as the toys sort of just kind of 
built on themselves and got better and better as they went. Um, we saw the rise of, you know, immersive video games that made you feel like you're actually in the game. And just a lot of like old favorites were made even better. So we think it's pretty safe to say that in the 2000s, childhood entertainment sort of grew with technology and still somehow became as fond as we remember it today. So the 90s were great, but the 2000s kicked butt. Solid. Ooh, 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 Solid. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, Team 90s, your opening statement. So I will actually piggyback on what you are saying, Steph, about this innovative era of technology. So I feel as though the decade of the 1990s was a very transformative decade in human history for technology. It's this bridge between the analog and digital eras. At the beginning of the 90s, people stopped at pay phones to check in with loved ones during long car rides, which they only survived with cassette tapes and FM radios. But by the end of the decade, those same people had mostly surpassed beepers with cell phones, which allowed them to send text message and music was also in this transition from physical albums to digital downloads like LimeWire and Napster onto MP3 players. But the toys and gadgets that us 90s kids played with not only really adapted with these changes in markets and pop culture, but they also instilled a lot of unforgettable impressions on our childhood. Millennials, I think, are often plagued with the label of being entitled and lazy generation, but I like to think that we're also one of the most nostalgic generations. And so our list of toys that we're going to be presenting today were chosen for some of the life skills that they taught that taught us and gave a generation some valuable character building traits like grit, resiliency, resourcefulness and creativity. Love it. Solid opening <laughs> statements there. I feel like we're on like law and order or something. I know. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to write anything without taking my teacher hat off. So full disclosure yeah. on that one. <laughs> awesome. I actually just I finished my teacher preparation program. Oh so. my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Claps all around. <laughs> Side note. Actually, a lot of podcasters are teachers, I'm finding yeah. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jackie oh. used to be a teacher, I think, on No More Late Fees. So mm -hmm. yes. I am not a teacher. Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough patience. Right? <laughs> I'm still a kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, both great opening statements. So we'll head into round one. Uh, so team 90s, what is your toy or gadget? Oh my God, we get to go first. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen in podcast land, we are opening <laughs> up with none other than the summertime classic, Super Soaker. So the Super Soaker was on sale in 1990 it was originally called the power drencher super soaker has also generated more than a billion dollars in total sales a lot of water guns are no longer called water guns they're just super soakers because the name is so synonymous with such toy um a summer icon couldn't go to a barbecue or outside party without somebody having a super soaker a variety, and also a unisex toy that is not branded specifically to boys or girls, but everybody, including parents, could get in on the fun. All right. I like it. I like it. 
right. I almost forgot about that one. I did too. Oh, and let's not talk about the iconic commercials. I mean, yeah, just those... trying to relive that. Mm. Yeah, some of these Super Soaker commercials and what I liked so much about them is that they came in like different sizes, variations. You had your like long range shooting guns that could supposedly go 20, 50 feet of projectile water. Um, But then you also had your more like little discreet pistolets that you can kind of quietly put in your big Janko jean pockets and then whip them out and uh, (laughs) and blast. But totally like I have like Bria, your your point to parents getting in on it. I remember my dad was the like person responsible for funding our little super soaker collection because he also (laughs) really enjoyed playing with it. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Team 2000s. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go first. Um, our choice are Brat Stalls. Brat Stalls were released in 2001. They have brought in over a billion dollars in annual sales. Um, they <laughs> basically took Barbie to the next level, made her head huge, made her feet huge, and were basically the upgrade to everything that every kid who loved Barbies growing up wanted. They were super fashionable. They resulted in a TV series, um, movies. I didn't even know this, but apparently they had like an album sale, like... (laughs) everything they sure did they sure did wow (laughs) steph's like i play it every day yeah like don't you worry (laughs) really oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so we choose brat stalls as our main uh our first choice yeah like i think to uh piggyback on that they really ushered in like this new era of being focused on fashion when it came mm-hmm. to dolls where i think barbie was very much like she's got a dream house she's got an airplane she's a career girl and this yeah. was very fashion focused and it was also i think one of the first doll collections that was so diverse like there were just so many yeah. different options for dolls um and that was really impactful I think, um, just like as a movement. And then they, of course, made room for Mycene dolls and everything that came afterwards. So yeah, yeah, I think Bratz dolls kind of like reinvigorated and then opened a lot of doors for like more doll collections that came afterwards. Definitely. Yeah. Well said, well Well, said. I have a Bratz doll memory. I had like the little head that you could do like their hair and like their makeup and stuff. Oh my gosh. The little like bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can you stop showing off? Because I wanted one of those so bad. And my I'm mom older than you. Buy them for me. <laughs> You're just too young. You're just too young. No. Uh, Brad's dolls is what I like to call. Bria and I have used this terminology before, but like, if you were, if you were in high school or college and you had a pink Motorola razor, you were a bad bitch. So Brad's <laughs> dolls is what I like to call the bad bitches of dolls yeah. because yeah. they were hip. They were cooler. Um, they really reminded me of those old like 90s Steve Madden um, advertisements with the big head and like the weird anatomical body parts. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I can definitely see where they get their fashion from. I do remember like a controversial part of Bratz is because they had this reputation of being a little bit more edgier than Barbie Mm -hmm. dolls that some parents like, especially maybe the more like 
I don't want to say Christian necessarily, but like maybe more traditional families really had an issue buying Bratz dolls for their right. kids. Yeah, that's a good point. And they actually had a resurgence like a few years ago, I think yeah, like 2016 damn. or 2017, and it didn't yeah. really take off. Right. And now they're actually coming out with makeup lines like dedicated to Brad's dolls. I have wow. one of the palettes and it's like my favorite thing ever. Was it wow. ColourPop that did it? Because usually- Yeah, I think ah. so. Yeah. They, their they collabs like, are so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> are we supposed to be debating or can we just like all be friends? No, <laughs> no. That's as I met. No, no, no. As I mentioned, like during the, I guess we're in the free period now. You could yeah. say like your yeah. compliments towards the other I components. I'm a friendly person. I don't like, you know. Yeah, me neither. Arguments, I find enough on Twitter. But... So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. we said, we're we're women supporting women. It's the That's girls' right. room over here. That's right. <laughs> well, great, great two picks to start off. I was not into brats. I was more into my scenes, my scene dolls. <laughs> and but my sister, she's born in '98. Yeah, ninety eight. She was into Bratz, Bratz mm. fanatic. But I do, I do, I did find it cool. Like they had like their own show. They had movies, um, clothing line. I think did they have like clothes? Probably, yeah. probably shirts. Yeah. Um, but with uh, super lip gloss, lip gloss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super soakers. I I remember playing with those at my babysitter's um, house because that would not. Make its way in a Jamaican household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like really, no. why not? Like culturally, no. like, I don't your think parents just... no guns. No, even though it's okay. water, um, but that wasn't our thing. Um, yeah, that's such but an at my baby's at my toy. <laughs> very American toy, very American toy. Um, you guys carry those things in your houses, <laughs> like. Not here. I don't, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, we have a good population that does. So yeah. Um, All right, so we'll move on to round two, and we'll let uh, Team Two Thousand start. All right, so we're gonna kick this one off with a gadget, which we're calling the little known device, an iPod. Um, The iPod came out in two thousand and one. It later led to literally just like one of the biggest industries of all time. I mean, I don't know how many of you own iPhones, but I do. (laughs) Everything starts with the iPod from 2001. Um, It led to like the iDog, if you guys remember, like the iDog, the iCat, the iFish. Um, And then like, I just remember so much of like having like the first shuffle and like you just had to like skip and like hope and pray that you got the song that you wanted. (laughs) On the lanyard. (laughs) Like on on your lanyard. And it was like, it gave way to just so many cool things. And then of course the iPod like touch came out and then you could actually play with apps. And I feel like, I mean, we all know it revolutionized pretty much everything, how we listen to music, how we interact with phones. Now, I think that the iPod kind of like really was like the defining moment of the 2000s that kind of got us to where we are today. So, yeah, just to piggyback on what she said as well, the iPod, it was one of the first things that you were able to have internet on like complete public access to internet, um, apps, everything. I know, um, Simone brought up LimeWire earlier and like just (laughs) downloading music to your iPod was like the best thing ever. It went from burning CDs to, I have that on my iPod. Um, so yeah, just going from the nano to the shuffle to 
the iPad touch or iPod touch, everything. It just like it revolutionized music as well. Um, So yeah. I can't argue with y'all on that one there. So it's going to make the the gadget that I'm presenting seem like a fucking dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Because Bria and I debated putting hit clips on there. We're like, we like, we like Jurassic Park. (laughs) You didn't, you didn't put hit clips? Hit clips didn't make your list? Well, or is that 2000s? Or no, that's Eclipse is 2000s. Yeah, it's technically 2000s. We tried to really keep our things like niche of like they started Mm -hmm. and grew as an industry in the in the 90s. So our toy that will be going up against the iPod (laughs) um, is a gadget, a little known well gadget in the shape of an egg called a Tamagotchi. (laughs) I'm more excited for theirs than I am ours. Stay focused, Steph! (laughs) (laughs) So, a Tamagotchi, uh, which is Japanese that literally translates to Egg Watch, is a handheld digital pet that was created in Japan and was released by the Bandai brand, which will come back around later in another toy series that I'll talk about, but uniquely made its way to the United States in 1996 and by 1997 quickly becoming one of the biggest toy fads of the late 90s. For those who don't remember how a Tamagotchi works, it is a little digital handheld keychain pet. Um, and upon activating the pet, a little egg appears on the screen. After setting the clock on the device, the egg will wiggle for several minutes and then hatch into a small pet. In later versions, you could input the player's name and birthday, um, which is required when setting the clock. And then the player can also name the pet and learn of its family group and or gender. But of the like original iteration of Tamagotchi, there was no pause button. You had to watch this toy and monitor this toy 24-7. So for me as a kid, this was like my first real experience of like motherhood <laughs> and childcare. I am the younger sibling, so like people were watching me, but I didn't have to watch anybody else. Mine didn't have a pausing function. I had the purple and yellow egg. Um, so it taught me responsibility. I had to put effort into rearing this child. I actually lost sleep over taking care of my Tamagotchi because it would beep in the middle of the night and I have to like wake up or feed it or clean up after it. Um, And uh, which kind of goes into this life lesson because if your pet gets sick, you have to live with the consequences of your own damn actions because your little Tamagotchi would die if you didn't take care of it well. You had to feed it, you had to clean up after its droppings and it could die of sickness if it was left unchecked. So for me, I felt like it taught me a valuable life lesson about life cycles and like, I don't know, don't take life for granted. Love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. <laughs> but uh, not as cool as like illegally de- like we all felt the illegal. high of yeah. like no, I'm going to go back to the iPod because like <laughs> you can illegally download music on LimeWire and Napster and we all saw like people going to court and I remember how many times my parents threatened me of like if the oh IRS gosh. comes to your house, I'm going to let them take you. Mm. Like, you better stop doing this. And I was just like, okay, as I'm downloading my, like, 53rd South Park audio clip or whatever. Right. 
So I remember just feeling that like rush and high of downloading songs, which was probably more of a better feeling than like, oh my God, this thing is going to die and I have to take care of it. <laughs> and they eventually, like Tamagotchis were banned at our schools. They were, and we mm. had to like discreetly do it in our yes. desks. You know, those oh, like yeah. desks with the open. But then they made noises. Stuff. So it was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was like a whole thing in my elementary school. Like if you were going away, like on a vacation with your family, you'd leave it with your friends and be like, please watch this. And it was like a measure (laughs) of friendship. Like if it died while you were gone, like you weren't friends anymore. Your friendship died. (laughs) Yeah, it's done. (laughs) I just like, I never had a Tamagotchi. My, My sisters did clearly I'm the baby. I remember. Um, <laughs> but it just, it, the whole thing reminded me of like when you're in high school and they make you take care of an egg That's it. and like, you have to parent it the whole time, except you don't give it back. Like you just get to keep the Tamagotchi and take care of it forever. <laughs> um, but I love that. That's amazing. As you, as... I think I aced my home ec class because of that. Like we had eggs and then we also had the mechanical babies that yeah. would like oh, cry wow. and stuff. You have to change. And I'm like, oh, I had a sack <laughs> of flour. I know, I know what to do with this. <laughs> right? I had a sack She's of like, flour and you just kicked it. I got this. <laughs> Wild. I never did that experiment. I was like, that's clearly just on TV. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have mechanical babies. No, we had, like, we didn't yeah, have like, the money for that. We, yeah, had, we like, had sacks of flour. And if somebody yeah. like on the football team wanted to play football with your sack of flour, you were going to fail the course. Like, yep. you had to flour. Flour. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. In my high school, we had mechanical babies. Um, I never took that course though. Um, mm. but I had friends that did and yeah, that's as, like as mandatory Simone. of like our freshman health class that you know really? why really? because they just assumed that we were we were all gonna get knocked up at some point yeah, because we're like, that point. millennials baby yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um, had so many students they were like we're gonna just skim over that <laughs> like <laughs> just don't worry about it just here's some rubbers like that's it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had sex ed, but I mean, yeah. taking care of a baby seems like not that educational. Lot. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if they still have it, have that course or that component of that course now, because it's kind of sexist because yeah. it's always geared towards, I don't know. Yeah. Is that the word? my psychology sexist? course. Yeah. Oh, that okay. wasn't even a home ec. It was psychology. So everyone had to do a boys and girls. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, two two solid picks again. I I actually never owned actually wait, I had an iPod touch. I think that's what it was called. It was like it looked like a phone. Yeah. Like I think I was end of say, high you're school. hurting my heart. I thought you were about <laughs> to say you've never owned an iPod. I was like, No. Whoa. I'm like, I never owned a the shuffle, but I've owned I owned the the touch one. I think maybe mm-hmm. late late high school or early university. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I didn't own a Tamagotchi. I had the Dinky Dino, if you remember uh, that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys it's like remember, wider. Do you guys remember Pixel Chicks? Those like came mm-hmm. out of Tamagotchi. I feel like, it sounds yes. familiar. I love if you it. looked it up, you would probably know. It was like more of a 2000s thing, but it like was the evolution of Tamagotchi, where you're yeah. actually like taking care of a person, which was yeah. like so much oh. scarier. But yeah. it was cute because you could like connect the houses, and then yeah. they could visit their friends <laughs> oh, in other houses. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, okay. that's crazy. I think my cousin had that. Mm-hmm. We did an episode early on in early in um everything nineties podcast history. The old ones that don't sound good. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we, we talked about Pixel what's it called? Pixel Pixel Chicks. Pixel Chicks. Pixel chicks. Yeah. I think we did talk about that one. 
Yeah, I I have a Tamagotchi actually in my bedroom. <laughs> I live. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I did not ever hatch it. I won it oh. at um. We went to a '90s experience pop up, and so I won it in trivia. Right? Yeah, I love we, that. Nice. Yeah, so um, it's still in its package because now I'm an adult, so it's like it's gonna stay <laughs> in the box. Collectible. <laughs> All right, solid ones there. Um, okay, we could head on to round three. Yay! So, wait, who started? No, who's going yeah. first? The ni- yeah. 90s. So I think, Next. yeah. Sorry, yeah. lost track. <laughs> Got <Okay>. you. <laughs> Bad host. <laughs> All right, Bria's going to be do. She, she did our opening statements with Super Soaker. She's also going to be doing our closing statements. So I'll be doing the next one. Um, this next line of branding and merchandising, again, is something that is classically iconic and catered specifically for the 90s. I'm going to be talking about the first iteration of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers toy line. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just died. (laughs) (laughs) So this toy line appealed to a wide audience, boys and girls of all ages, or I feel like whoever you were, you identified with at least someone in the original Power Rangers group. I felt like I had a, like finally had a place to fit in, in the action figure world. So although Power Rangers has continued to grow as a franchise throughout the 2000s, the birth of the show, action figures, and movies are something that's very unique to the 90s kids' experience. Power Rangers, a quick history, is an American entertainment and merchandising franchise built around the live-action superhero television series based on the Japanese Tokusatsu franchise Super Sentai, um, and it was produced first by Saban Entertainment. And there's just a really quick side segment. There's a really excellent podcast series out there called How I Built This, and it's an interview-based um, podcast on people who have like built these really big franchises. And so one of the episodes is um, uh, features Haim Saban, and he talks about his whole history of how he created the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. Um, so this debuted in August 28, 1993, and it helped launch the Fox Kids programming block of the 90s, during which it ca- catapulted into popular culture, along with the first line of action figures. So there were many toys that came with this action figure lineup. There was season one, which had their like eight inch figurines. Those eight inch figurines had the original five of Jason, the Red Ranger, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, Zack, the Black Ranger, Trini, the Yellow Ranger, and Billy, the Blue Ranger. Uh, we also have the four and a half inch Power Ranger. Um, do, 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 do. What do I want to say? Action, like, figure? action figures. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were a lot smaller, but those also had red, blue, black, yellow, pink, and they also had Tommy the Green Ranger. We also have a line of the like utility belts and blasters and daggers, the flute that the Green Ranger had as well. Um, and then as they 
progress throughout the 90s they get more and more like they have more movement to them so the original action figures are like your more stiff ones where you have to place their hands and arms to do something but later on they have that like karate chopping ability um they make noises they make sounds and you can finally build them together to make your big megazord power ranger so for the stem kids i felt like this was a really cool toy because you could also singularity play with them but then stack them together to make this big transformer megazord style toy solid love that <laughs> history very nice very nice yeah, my brother is gonna be so happy we covered that. i know <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So our rival to that is um, Rock Band. Oh, okay. Yep. So created by Harmonix Music Systems in 2007, Rock Band was basically everything good about Guitar Hero that came out in 2005, but evolved and much better. Um, So basically... We chose Rock Band because it went back to the fact that Steph brought up in the opening argument that everything from the 2000s became more immersive. Um, Video games weren't just video games anymore. It wasn't just a kid playing. You were in the video game. Um, It felt like you were a rock star when you were playing the game. So, and also going back to the iPod as well, I feel like most of the music I have on iTunes is music that I heard from Rock Band. So, um, yeah, so we chose Rock Band just because we feel like it revolutionized immersive video games. Nice callback. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all thought we could play guitar in the drums and then found out yes. we absolutely could not. Yes. <laughs> yes. That false hope of like, oh, am I actually like good at doing this? Well, then actual guitar, you're like, no, like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. I literally just shared a meme with Steph this morning and it was like my first bout of depression came when people in rock band booed me. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a blow to the ego. Oh my god, mm-hmm. totally. When they boo you, because they'll just cut you off mid song. Yeah. Like, you yeah. suck. Sorry. <laughs> Stage. Like, it's it. But the beauty of Rock Band compared to Guitar Hero is that you could possibly blame someone else because yes. you True. know who's fucking it up. You're like, True. get it together on bass over there. Like, yeah. Right. You had to rely on other people to be good. Like, you yeah. needed everybody to be on yeah. it. Yeah. You never wanted to be the teammate who was like, actually, I don't know how to drum. Like, I've never held anything yeah. in my hands before. So. <laughs> Or like the evolution to, again, from Guitar Hero, where you're, you know, in a band and you're on tour and you're going to different cities and venues, but they would challenge you. We're like, okay, let's say we're kicking ass and we're all on medium. Then they're like, if you play this song on hard, you'll get, and you're like, can we do this? And somebody can't hang. We're like, we can get to it. I know we can. (laughs) Oh, oh and then like saving, a, saving someone. It. You're like, no, yeah. I got it. Oh, we got it. It's time to step out. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my spotlight? And God forbid if everyone couldn't sing, then you're listening to someone screeching through the yeah. Whole yeah. Thing. <laughs> Oh Oh, my gosh. I've actually actually never had. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've actually never played rock band (gasps) before, but it sounds like fun. Like when you mentioned it, I'm like, 
pull out my phone. What is this? For three. Yeah, it's but, so fun. Yeah, it it's so fun. it's good to do fun. with a group. You got to okay. do it with friends. Like Guitar Hero is very solo. You can do it by that yourself. That one I'm familiar rock, with. Yeah. Rock Band is, I think, better. The reason we chose Rock Band over Guitar Hero is because you do it with friends. And I think that's where you make a lot of your memories. Like, hey, remember that one time so-and-so like absolutely could not find a beat like to save their life. <laughs> and they had never heard of this Metallica song. And yeah, it just, you you sort of make these memories. And I think that made it sort of more potent to us, like in our nostalgia than just Guitar Hero. Yes. What, what console did it come on? It was for everything, pretty yeah. much. We Xbox 360, PlayStation oh. 3, like, okay. and then they made, they made, like, two, Rock Band 2, and then they made the Beatles Rock Band, and then yeah. that was where it kind of fell off. Yeah. I still personally would love to have um, a set, but I feel like, unfortunately, I had Guitar Hero because I was more so, like, more liable to go over someone's house to play a rock band versus yeah. like having friends that would be frequently enough at my house to justify me like having a whole band set right. so <laughs> yeah but okay. the drums were the best part of rock band yes. in comparison to guard- guitar hero and if you weren't someone who was like privy to playing video games this kind of made you feel as though you could like somewhat play video game or like fit in yeah, with that yeah. like video game crowd but like it cuts you to the core because i'm not saying that i'm the best singer but i can hold a tune and so when i would sing these songs and they're like oh you're off key you're off tune i'm like no i'm not you check <laughs> you're like yourself. you're off key yeah <laughs> you're off key so <laughs> but they had there's the there's a Beatles rock band which we have there's a Metallica rock band which we actually mm-hmm. got a noise complaint from our neighbors because one summer we had the doors open because it was so hot and we were just like getting the fresh like evening breeze and I was on drums and I must have just been like and not realizing what like how loud we were so our neighbor Joe who's like our parents age like knocked on the door and was like hi i don't know what you're doing but can you either close your door or stop like you're really loud are you like hammering something in there and i was just like no i'm pretending that i'm the drummer for metallica <laughs> but i am so like that was the first time that we oh had my met gosh face face. i was like oh mortified. <laughs> i love that i would have been like do you want to hop on guitar because yeah, i need right? to <laughs> I'd be like, do you want to be our tour manager? Like, Because <laughs> <laughs> once we started playing Beatles rock band, he's like, I love the music that y'all are playing. And like, Simone, you've Aww. been singing. Like, I hear you singing Lucy in the Sky. I'm like, you want to come over and play? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, but, uh, that's to such not a leave- sweet memory. Yeah. <laughs> to not leave oh, uh, Power that. Rangers out here. I, I know. want to just say that like, <laughs> Power Rangers, I feel like, are one of the most recognizable franchises, like, of all yeah. time. Like, you look at it, people who never even watch Power Rangers are like, yeah, that's Power Rangers. Like, I know what that is. <laughs> everybody knows, like, Mighty Morphin. Like, everybody knows. Yeah, like, everyone yeah. knows it, even if you never watched it. I feel like I was, like, super inundated with it because my brother liked Power Rangers, like, well into, like, almost high school. So, <laughs> he, like, was oh, He still does. He still does. <laughs> I mean, I know. did try to keep up a little bit like when i i remember like dino thunder coming mm-hmm. back and stuff and i was like oh there's new power rangers and then i was like yeah this is beyond my age range right now yeah. so but um 
That's cool, though, that he enjoyed it that much because there are a few things in life that you get that you're like, I'm riding this till the wheels fall off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I specifically remember the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the toy, the action figure that flipped heads. Yes. I was yes. obsessed. I had that. that. One you had it. Sister. You had it at your house because <laughs> I played with no, it. My sister had it. Yeah. And I would like steal it from her and just like break it because I was playing with it too much. Um, but like you said, now they have like stuff that went on behind the scenes. Like you said, there's a podcast about it, Simone. Um, but they actually have on Netflix as well. It's a show called the toys that made us. Yes. Yeah. And they did one on mighty Morphin power Rangers. And it was like, so educational. Yeah. I was like, I'm learning, but it was, it was really nice. I like it highly, highly recommend. I also was okay. a pink ranger for Halloween, and mm-hmm. I remember I, I had you were. yeah, yeah. You were. <laughs> I had one of those bitch stole my looks moments because uh, we hadn't left the house yet, but trick or treaters were coming, and I was like gearing up, ready to go out, and then there was another one, and I was just like. Who told you you could be the pink ranger? I'm the only pink ranger on this block. Yeah, child me had no idea that, like, they made multiples of this costume. I thought that this was just for me. Like, so. Oh, my gosh. me. Yeah, just just, adult me is like, I would love to do that too and just go as like the full Power Rangers crew, but I only have like Steph as a friend. So. Well, listen, there's we could all do one. We right. can all five do of us. Yeah. <laughs> Via Zoom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we could make like some sort down. of video. <laughs> oh, we could be in the Megazord when they like, all right, guys, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have the background to match our yes. uh, animal. <laughs> I love that. Oh. Gearing up the firearms, Tom. Yes. <laughs> October. Yeah, I think I forget who mentioned it, but um, someone mentioned like even if you didn't watch the Power Rangers, you knew who they were. Mm-hmm. I was one of those. I I vaguely remember seeing it on TV, but I did have the toy. Um, and I recently, well, not recently, I did a, an episode on the Power Rangers where I had two super fans come on and like teach me about <laughs> the franchise <laughs> and very interesting. Um, I didn't know that it was based on a Japanese show they mm-hmm. yeah, it's basically the same thing mm-hmm. um, i feel like all the good stuff is <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it's <laughs> a bummer yeah. and actually three out of the five toys that we talk about have japanese inspiration so the last Ooh. one that bria will talk about will will be our our last toy i love that segue okay. all right so for our very last uh toy we are taking it to the video game realm there's there's five rounds oh sorry for our fourth round we're taking it to the video game realm um we're doing the sims we feel like the sims (gasps) if you played the sims when the sims came out you were sun up sun down baby they came out in 2000 and then sims 2 i think came out in 2005 and you were just like you took no bathroom breaks you were playing the sims you were sun up sun down you were making houses you were making families it was like it was so transformative we had never had virtual Barbies before or virtual dolls and the ability to control their lives and play out stories and have these 
incredibly immersive like experiences and lives yeah. as these people. You could also like therapy, like do some therapy and make people in your life, <laughs> like make them <laughs> in the Sims, which I like my friends and I still did all the way through college. Um, so yeah, I feel like the Sims was just, it completely transformed like Vir- like almost like just virtual Barbies. Like we had dress up games, I think online, but like nothing like this where you could actually control the characters make stories and make lives. Um, yeah, I, it, it's still, I mean, it's still popular today. We still have the Sims four and they said they're going to make a Sims five. Like it's still going. Good luck, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, so my first experience with the Sims was Sim city, but I guess we'll talk about that with, uh, with, with, with the rebuttal or like our, our open, open floor. So competing against the Sims today is a toy that had an absolute grip over mothers and children. Um, This was recently made into a documentary that's released on HBO. Um, This toy added to the mania of collectibles. It was a toy, a collectible and a college fund investment although we all know how that story turns out i'm talking about beanie babies yes you oh. Are. <laughs> oh my gosh i knew it <laughs> beanie babies yes. taught kids how economy 101 <laughs> works it talks about rarity scarcity and some basic rules of supply and demand The Beanie Babies was created in 1993 and emerged as a major fad collectible during the second half of the 90s. They were cited as being one of the world's first internet sensations of 1995. So it pairs with this like onset of technology. They launched the Beanie Babies website. Uh, They were not only collected as toys, but deemed as a financial investment due to their high resale resale value. There is a great documentary on HBO that covers some of the nine original Beanie Babies that were launched in 1993, but then they talked about the factory production in 94, so that means prior to which all Beanie Babies were actually hand-stitched. The Mm. sales were very slow at first, um, but by 95, the Thai company offered um, them or like do it by so like by 1995 um the franchise really takes off um due to the fact of like there were mothers out there that were trying to connect with their daughters and that's kind of what the documentary is based off of of like it's not just ty who built that company but like the parents behind it who really were the ones that had the buying and selling power Um, So thanks to the evil genius of the Thai company, this, uh, one of the reasons why Beanie Babies were so um, successful is that they systematically retired various designs. Many people assumed that retired designs would rise in value um, and that this craze lasted all the way through 1999 and on the verge of the millennium of like December 31st 1999 beanie babies had this like eerie countdown on their website that they basically had said that they were going to stop production unless people would vote to continue you had to pay to vote but voters collected an overwhelmingly yes to keep the toys on the market so that was another ploy to make money um at the height of its popularity 
beanie people would flip beanie babies for tenfold on eBay. They had like insurance certificates set on them, tag protectors, case bin collectors on them as well. Um, so this, I, I just feel like when you think about 90s toys, Beanie Babies is probably one of the first things that might pop up to someone's mind. Definitely. And thank you for sharing all those fun facts. Like, I did not yeah. know that. I'm you so, should I'm, watch the documentary. Wow. It's so good. We don't the have HBO, but it's, maybe it's on Crave. It's probably on um, Crave. Okay. That's like, like our genius marketing, though. Like, to be like, yeah, we're going to, like, totally ax this. We have a countdown. And if you wanted to stay, you got to pay us to yep. vote. Like, it's genius. It's scammy, it's like, but, but it's we genius. might not stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can pay us, but we might stay. I think yeah. McDonald's also had them, right? Like, it's yeah. 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 Teeny, teeny, teeny babies. And that was a core memory for me as a kid. We collected the teeny beanie babies as well as Mm -hmm. the regular beanie babies. I still have like a true millennial, my like trunk of beanie babies that's in my parents' garage (laughs) that they keep on threatening of like, I'm going to throw these away. I'm like, no, you're not. um but the teeny beanie babies like mcdonald's in my house was forbidden we actually weren't really allowed to eat fast food a lot so my mom kind of bent that rule during that time and we would drive through and she would like pay for the happy meal so that we can get the toy but that we would give the happy meal to someone else which again they cover in the documentary there was like a boatload of food waste and it was Mm, it was awful and i feel bad for contributing to that problem but oh shoot beanie down. babies the 90s funko pop yeah, yeah. Was, was, i know yeah Do i was have... gonna say i feel like lex had the most beanie babies out of anybody i ever knew so <laughs> i still do i still oh do. my god how many do you let have? us know i don't even know how many i i haven't counted them but there was one point, my niece, who's four years old now, she um, went to my parents' house and she would be like, grandma, grandpa, like, what are these? And she like started pulling out all the Beanie Babies and we could literally like bury her in the pile of so Beanie Babies. It was, it was a lot. I'm still mad that my sister is like not selling them at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, are they worth anything now? Only the special ones, right? Like the yeah. ones that are like really, yeah. really rare ones. Yeah. I, think I won one that came in a case once and I think my parents still have it and it's still in like that plastic case. It's never been Where is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. I got scared for a second. I almost got you. You almost got me. What did we, uh, what, what was the other... Sims. 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 Yes. Woo! All right, let's... You got me there. I know. I forgot for a second. I was like, Beanie Baby. I completely forgot that we had Sims. Already. Sims had me in a chokehold. Like, totally. for real. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a life and death thing. Like, you can play mm-hmm. with Barbies and, like, kill off a toy, but mm-hmm. then they would regenerate again, of course. But, like, y- y- you played God in The Sims. Yeah. 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 God designer, like, I feel like matchmaker, <laughs> homewrecker. Like no I like no joke though. Met people in college who got into architecture because of The Sims and building houses and building like worlds on The Sims. And like they were like, this actually like made me get really into architecture and want to design like my own houses and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's, that's wild awesome. to me. That's, <laughs> that's so cool, cool though, Love because that. architecture went from like paper and blueprints to mm-hmm. like 
computers and CAD. So it totally kind of translates where you're like, okay, I'm going to spend all this time building my dream house on the computer. Oh, man. I remember when the first time I played Sims, it was at someone else's house after school. And of course, it's a single player kind of game. So you're just like side seated, like watching them play. and, And they're like, you know, explaining to you like, oh, you could do this and then this and then oh, yeah. oh, I have to make them eat. And I was just like, mom, I need the Sims. Like, Literally. You have to buy me this. The Sims was like an MLM. Like you got in yes. by watching someone else do it. You like <laughs> sat there and you were like, this is incredible. Like this is the best thing I've ever seen yes. in my life. And yes. I, I, I remember like seeing it at a friend's house. literally and, what I did to Steph. Yeah. <laughs> like her family had like a fast computer. So the Sims was like fast and it looked so yeah. cool. And I brought it home to my parents, like 1997, like computer. Yeah. And like the graphics card was broken. So like the walls mm-hmm. were always flashing like red or blue. <laughs> and, like it was not good. But, Meanwhile, like, I'm like still sitting next to Steph, like make yeah, them hug. Like, make them have a baby. Yeah, make them have a baby. Oh man. It's funny. My niece just got into it. Well, I don't know if she still plays, but like I remember she was asking for it and I was like, I will buy you this. Come on, let's go. Like, cause you can just download it now. You don't yes. have to have the disc and all that stuff. God. So I was like, I will happily pay for you to yeah. and then I was like <laughs> And I was, again, watching her. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, you have to create your person and, like, all this stuff. You're like, you know what? Move over. Get out of my way. Exactly. I'm driving. You're not doing it right. Let me do it. Oh, let me enter the cheat code real quick. Mother love. You guys are killing me. I feel like maybe both of you should do, like, a Sims episode, even though your podcasts are nothing about. Video game. Oh, actually, chasing. You guys do we video do, games. We do video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Like all of you are just blowing like, that down for May. This. I know. I'm like, we'll shoehorn. Here's what I'll buy the Sims, and then I'll make a Will Smith Sim and a Jayla Sim, oh, and then hey. <laughs> I'm like, here's like what it. my Sims are doing. <laughs> I love it. No. <laughs> so just good. don't make him slap anyone. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying this Toys and Gadgets episode this far. Before we get to Roll Call and Chasing Childhood's final round picks, I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about the Everything 90s Podcast Fan Club. This fan club is for listeners who would like to support the further growth and development of my creativity with Everything 90s Podcast. And Shout out to my first club member, Adrian. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to become a club member starting as low as $5 a month, members will receive thank you and birthday shout outs on the podcast, fun 90s trivia, and will be able to request topics for me to cover on the podcast. Club members will also receive uncut versions of podcast episodes such as this one, free admission to 90s trivia night events that I host, My upcoming one is on the Spice Girls in July, and access to my new rom-com podcast, The Ones You Forgot About. If this is something that interests you, head on over to patreon.com slash everything90spodcast. All right, so we'll head into our last round, round five. This is where you pull out the big guns. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) The big super soakers. All these have been... 
Yes. Big, big iPods. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we go back to a Japanese import like no other Pokemon. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. So, Gotta. Pokemon, I mean, you've got cards, Game Boy games, TV shows, Pokedex, plushies, just everything you can imagine just took over by Pokemon. And to this day, I know you got your life when, you know, um, what's that? Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go came out. Yes. Everyone, a good chunk of happiness in your adult life, probably. But the franchise was created in 1996 by Satoshi Tajiri, and it's called Pokemon because they're pocket monsters. So there are currently 908 Pokemon species, um, and it has been estimated to be the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Um, There's all kinds of video games, red, blue, green, silver, and beyond, and every iteration of Game Boy or Nintendo of some sort has had a Pokemon game. Um, Obviously, it grew into the TV show as well, which had 20 seasons and 1,000 episodes in 183 countries. And, of course, the thing that started it all, the cards, okay? The binders of Pokemon cards, the games going down on recess, you know, the just stunting. If you didn't know how to play, just being like, I have Mewtwo. Like, just the braggadociousness of being a Pokemon fan. Love it, love it. I love that you said braggadociousness. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, like, made that up, kind of, but it works. I love it. Love it. Lex, I don't know how we're going to beat this because that's like my favorite franchise. <laughs> He's like, this is the best franchise of all time. And yeah. I'm over here like, ours one toy of the year. In <laughs> um, so yeah, ours one toy of the year in 2000. Um, <laughs> over 5 million units were sold of this toy uh, made by Micromobility Systems in 2000. We have Razor Scooters. Yes, Ooh. I'm so glad you brought that up. Ooh. I we were I was like we gotta do razor scooters and then it's like ah ah that's too <laughs> so Simone yes, is so happy absolutely loved razor scooters just don't hit your ankle with one because you mm. will never recover that's um, it razor scooters was one of my favorite toys from the 2000s because. I mean, it was the one that you could fold, you could store it easily. Like we had the adjustable ones. You could fix the, uh, the handlebar. Yeah. Mm. Like the one with the brake on the back. Talk, talk about Willy quality, yes. quality engineering. It was just <laughs> like the best thing ever. You just roll over to your friend's house. You could do tricks on it. Like just, I mean, the 2000s was like very digital but i think with the creation of the razor scooter it kind of brought everyone back to like playing face to face you could easily mm-hmm. go to your friend's house go right down yeah. the street like it brought people together again which was really nice to see yeah yeah it was a big thing for me as a kid because i didn't know how to ride a bike and this was the only way i could keep up with friends who rode bikes or skateboards was to use a scooter so like that was or massive your heels usability yeah yeah it's like no learning curve like mm-hmm. 
so just easy. Just on and push. I got yeah. one of those for one of my birthdays. I can't remember how old I was when my dad got me one of those. Yeah, I think I, they're the best. Yeah. I did use my bike more, though, than the scooter, but I did enjoy the, the scooter. And the uh, Pokemon cards, I never really was into the show, but I did collect the cards so I could fit in at school <laughs> when everyone was playing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the cartoon ever, like the animated one, but oh, I owned another, so many, another so great many theme Pokemon song. cards. Yeah. yeah, Such a good theme song. What? <laughs> great theme I, like, song. That was my afternoons after school. Is like yeah. you watch it and to be like, like which Pokemon is this? And you'd have to like guess it based on the shadow, and you were never right, but you <laughs> yeah. tried so hard. <laughs> oh man! Like oh, I feel so like weird. a Martian. I barely even knew that it was like called. It was Pocket Monsters. I was like, how did I? Yeah. Know that? When when Bria was it Bria? You said that or yeah like, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Bria mentioned that, I saw Lex's face. You saw his face. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was priceless. The, it was priceless. <laughs> the rainbow over her Doing head. The, back <laughs> <of my> head. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the like, yeah, the math, like, I love it. What's so crazy is I think I had a book of like all of like the the first gen of like pokemon and i had a book of like all the cards and i think now that's worth like several thousand dollars and by yeah. damned if my it? mom didn't throw it away <laughs> so yeah. somebody Where is, is gonna yeah i know i'm like somebody's gonna Again. find through a dumpster somewhere in maryland and be like aha fifty thousand dollars that's gonna be po- me. pokemon was like the first thing i feel like i remember jumping on as a collectible thing mm-hmm. like i yeah my cousins had beanie babies i but like i was just like oh they just like plushies and I, I didn't know you know the hype around them yeah. but pokemon cards i remember like you know other kids having them but then like my parents bought me some they're like oh you have to keep like here's a book put them in there and keep them nice because they'll be, you know, worth something one day. But they too did not make sure that in every move and at every, you know, stage of my life, hey, you got your Pokemon cards? So I have no clue where they are. But I had a nice little red, like, vinyl book with, like, the little slots for them. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I never watched the show, but I had so many cards. And I remember being like, Mom, can I move remove these family pictures from this picture? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta make room for my Pokemon cards. Good times. So cute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Did you guys did you guys all play Pokemon Go when it came out? Yes. I did not. So I lived in China when the when that came out, and unfortunately, it was blocked to use as an app. But wow. probably for good reason because driving and like road rules don't really apply. <laughs> um, so I feel like if people were trying to do that in the street, they definitely would have gotten hit by a car. Mm, so yeah. for for good reason. But by the time I came home, it was not on its way out. But I I know a lot of my friends played it. Yeah, it became more niche than like, it was just there was a point like me and my friends went out to eat. And then we were like, just walking around like a downtown area. And we're like, Oh, like, let's and you could tell everyone else in that area was doing the same thing. Because you're just like, and 
something about that was just it's the shared experience of it mm-hmm. all that we're all doing this and having fun and yeah. outside again you know yeah. like, yes that was another thing like yeah. people would pin drop like oh i found this rare character mm-hmm. over in this park and then it like motivated fam- like you know elder millennials who started to have kids at that point would bring their kids out to the park of having the shared experience of like hey you can like this thing that i liked as a kid and I thought that was really cool. You know what else brought people outside? Razor scooters. Razor scooters. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> toy of the year in two thousand. Razor scooters. I, I. That's another toy that great callback. <laughs> that's another toy that I like. Someone else had one, and like I was at my dad's friend's house, and there was like a nice group of kids in that neighborhood. So they're all always playing outside and one of them had like a mongoose type razor scooter mm. which was probably like the kmart brand you know yeah he got and so um i was playing on it you know he like let me ride it and my dad was like hey you want one of those like and i was like yeah it's fun like i want one and they were so hard to get on the sharper image they were on qvc and stuff like they were just selling like hotcakes so it was like yeah. hard to get them but i did get one and I'd be damned if I didn't use that thing till like high school. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What color did we all have? Oh yes, I, I have. Oh, sorry, <laughs> we all we all said that. Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go first? <laughs> I, I I had a I yeah. had red. My sister had green. Okay, I, I had, had blue. blue. Okay, so uh, yeah, Lex, Lex, if you had blue, then I had green because I couldn't remember which of us had blue and which of us had green. I had green too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that brings us to our closing statements. I think it'll be hard for the listeners to choose. (laughs) Yeah. Usually, when I, you know, when I'm hosting and like sitting back listening to the different picks, I usually at the end of each round, I would choose like give a point to this one but this one I couldn't <laughs> good job guys I was just yeah I'm just I don't know if you noticed like I just like just listened to the conversation <laughs> and just really took it in and yeah yeah well done for both teams for picking great lists here I mean um, it seems like we were all envious of each other's I know. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean there's still room on our team if anyone wants to join or take a trade yeah so just to recap for the listeners uh the first round was super soakers versus the brat brats i was about to say the rapper the brat Uh, (laughs) brats ipod versus um tamagotchi for round two round three mighty morphin power ranger action figures versus rock band round four beanie babies versus sims and then round five pokemon versus the razor scooters so steph and lex y'all brought your a game today you know i think the fun part about doing this episode and kind of what made me nervous is that like i'm a historic not a historical know-it-all but i definitely channel a lot of hermione energy when i come to the table of like i like to be very prepared and so the challenging part of doing this episode was not knowing what was going to be on the table and how we are going to be like rivaling our choices together so the 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 items that you brought today were 
again, a really critical part of my, I would say like tween era of growing up, which I loved walking down that memory lane. I think what makes the 90s so special is that although it Pokemon's still relevant and maybe Power Rangers, depending on who you ask, but like Tamagotchis, Super Soakers, they're a little bit aged and old and maybe not so much played with anymore. And so when I think about 90s toys, I think about things that are just so nostalgic and just fun to have. It was really difficult to narrow down just five. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it's OK. But I'm also a crazy person where like I have anxiety about picking the right fruit at the grocery store. Like I will come home and be like, did I make? Did I pick the right apples today? I don't know. And so I will like, so like thinking about this list of toys was both a challenging and fun experience to walk down memory lane. So no matter how the listeners vote, I hope that it this episode sparked lots of fun memories of youthful moments of childhood. Definitely. It must have been so hard for you guys to choose the biggest franchise in the world. <laughs> hey, so I actually difficult. had to fight for Pokemon. Kind of <laughs> did. She did. Um, so Bria and Simone raised some amazing arguments, and I'm still upset about a few of them. Um, <laughs> some nostalgic 90s gems. I mean we all know the 90s gave us a lot of amazing things look at look at all of us um <laughs> but i feel like i still feel like the 2000s was really a time for expanding upon and perfecting what we've already been given in previous years um everything we brought up in our arguments for things that had strong influences in the past but were just improved upon and made a little bit better in the 2000s and um so basically our argument is that the 90s was great but the 2000s basically in our opinion had the Midas touch and get, made everything 10 times better it made so. everything platinum and shiny yeah and <laughs> yes all right well thank you both the teams team 90s and team 2000s uh so listeners now it's your time to be active and Go to the polls, vote for the decade that you think uh, gave us the best toys and gadgets based on their picks. And you have one week to vote, so don't slack on that. Make sure, <laughs> don't leave it to last minute and then forget. But yeah, thank you so much, Steph and Lex and Simone and Bria for being on the Everything 90s podcast. And I just want to give some space to both um, of you to share your handles and uh, your podcasts. I'm gonna leave that to you, Bria. You're so good with that. With our <laughs> she, she's our social media extraordinaire. <laughs> yes, which is stressing me out these days. Um, uh, we are Roll Call Pod. That is R O L E C A L L, and you can find us on anywhere you get your podcasts. But also, we have social media on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube and instagram my bad i was like i'm forgetting what i did those out of order <laughs> but yeah oh i said youtube yeah okay yeah see i'm not that good you just you jinx sorry me. i'm sorry i'm sorry we're all having a day <laughs> <laughs> i did not know you were on youtube just now but okay. i i'm rethinking that 
So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just rethinking our approach. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, Chasing Childhood Podcast, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok at Chasing Childhood Podcast. Um, we can find us on Facebook as well at just chasing childhood. We are a podcast that just rewatches movies from our childhood and basically see if they hold up today. And a lot of them don't. And a lot of them were like, why did we watch this? Why did we love this so much when we were younger? Um, so we do movies from like twilight to Shrek to everything in between. So lovely. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. I, I guess I should have said where our podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally okay. jinxed me. You can um, put it in there. Yeah. So, Roll Call. We are a podcast where we choose an actor for each season, and we follow them from their first roles to their big blockbuster hits. So, our first season was on the lovely Jennifer Lopez, and our second season is on Will Smith. No, we did not know Jennifer was going to get back together or that Will would slap black chris rock at the oscars we just have great like foresight into what's going to be in the zeitgeist so (laughs) are you the glitch in the matrix um (laughs) yes our spider senses were tingling it was so fun like every time something like this happens or like you know now that we're even though we're like moved on not necessarily moving on from jennifer because we will always like check in with her and what she's doing and stuff but like brie and i text each other all the time to be like oh my god we couldn't have planned this even if we tried (laughs) like especially the slap because the reason we picked will this season which jayla was random we picked randomly but we chose will was because he was less problematic or like more likable yeah and now not so much (laughs) so we're fighting for our life mm-hmm. <laughs> yes but he he has a lot of like what am i trying to say like his body of work is amazing and, and like, it speaks the variety for yeah like he could do comedy and like serious dra- drama like yeah his yeah he's he's still a great actor in my opinion yeah i mean his career is amazing and it speaks for itself so i'm taking this as an opportunity to remind people of that and be like okay enough about the slap look at this great movie that he did so you know all all in stride (laughs) love it love it so yeah listeners be sure to check out both podcasts uh support the podcasters we put in a lot of work <laughs> with our episodes and yeah. designing our uh, graphics for Instagram and stuff like that. So support us, please. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for having us. This was yeah, so Shalina, yes. thank you so much. Yes. We'll see you My guys pleasure. at Halloween. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get our cost. Hey, no one. Yeah can't steal my look this time all right so pink rangers <laughs> off limits well actually yellow might be my flavor since now i know it's the person of color ranger okay i was gonna say yellow is usually my color but that's fine i'll give you a yellow if you want pink was hot just because as a little girl you're like i want the pink thing yes. like i don't want the yellow one but now it's a little more nuanced you're like oh okay like the yellow ranger was black and it Asian at one point, so I could do that. Like I could rock with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we should pull out of a hat so there's no arguments. Oh, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> I like it. Or we could have an episode of us p- putting together our points as to why we should be this rich. <laughs> <laughs> Another debate.